0: Oh my God, we're back. We're back again.
1: That is not how we start the pub- podcast. That's mine. What do you mean? It's like, hey, everybody, this is Trevin McGee, oh, okay. and I'm here with my pals. Uh, well, Trey, I'm, I'm off and my game
2: this week. We've
1: got a guest. Special guest. You know Aaron.
2: why he's off his game is because he stole my open,
0: is what he did. Which is, you always mentioned jumping in the, you know, you've got
2: somebody in the jump seat. No. Uh, and that you're it, back. It starts with, holy crap, it's Friday. We're back.
1: Here's See? the thing, See. you're going to keep all of this we are. As, as a mark of shame, <laughs> but now you're going to do the correct open.
2: And then right. you're going to, in SkyWrite, I apologize.
1: No, no apology. <laughs> do a performance Just it. art. Just wear it. I was trying
0: it. to make our guests feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's plagiarism. <laughs> he, know, he knows
1: this is not his house. He is an, He is an honored guest here.
0: All right. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday.
2: <laughs> 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 that worked out great. Yeah. Hey, look, I need to bring up the DNS records for Scenes, stealers real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> uh, keep that. Oh, yeah.
1: my goodness. <laughs> yes, all of it. Let's go. Yeah. Just right. do it. Here Doesn't we matter. We're already, we're already in the car. We're We're in the shit.
0: Trevin McGee here with Trey Hawk. We've got a guest, Aaron Weber. He's going to be along for the ride this entire podcast, uh, dadsbigplan.com is where he lives most of the time. That's right. Super and
1: excited about the conversation that's going Absolutely. You on. can't
2: see it, but I'm rock fisting as hard as I can. So we're going to jump... Side
1: gags are a, a common place. That's do my favorite part about radio.
0: We do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. big, big fans on this show. Um, we are going to This just is radio, just, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's radio.
2: Because I know small-time shit. No. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're at the Alamo Draft House once again, a veritable cathedral of film. Exactly. Even though... The references might not always match up the way we <laughs> wish they would. So, <laughs> um, talk about movies. We're not going to uh, waste any time with our one things. We're going to jump right into it. Trey's got a uh, review for a movie that, like, I think we're actually excited for. Super and excited I've for. And I've got it. a review for Neighbors, the uh, a movie Seth, that which I'm Seth equally Rogan.
2: excited
1: for. Yeah.
0: yeah. Everybody, everybody's excited this week. Um, probably for a lot of reasons that we can't get into. This but is a
1: follow-up to High School Musical, right? Yes. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Good. It's so does, what it does, happens it, after he graduates
2: from high school. Nice. At a, like the running time, how much of that is shirtless?
0: I'll just get into the review and go first, and then Trey can... <laughs> <trach and, laughs> all right, uh, all right. Ah! So, Neighbors is a uh, Seth Rogen, um, Rose Byrne... Uh, just forgot Joink? Dave Dave oh. <laughs> Franco <laughs> Which is like A made up brother name I don't know Fucking Dave Franco eh, That's his name
2: um, third? Is, it, is he the gummo Of Giuseppo yeah.
0: So <laughs> yeah. yeah He's the shimp Actually of the Francos
2: Shimp Predates Curly
0: So we've got Dave Franco And then uh, Josh Efron all right? And it's a, You know it's a, com- it's a comedy Summer movie Type thing um, And it's not very good That's the bottom line It's not very funny. It's supposed to be. The premise, if you've seen any of the commercials or advertising, is pretty simple. Uh, Seth Rogen works some innocuous, inexplicable job that allows him to buy a giant house. And then his uh, beautiful Australian model wife gets to be a stay-at-home mom. And then a frat house moves in next door. And, oh, man, things get crazy. And uh, eventually it leads to the uh, frat house and the family... Uh, in a gigantic prank war, and <laughs> I just, that's what is making me laugh
1: about this. I don't know. Right? It's so just the d- d- tone of voice. So is this
2: <laughs> is this the final straw in America's ten-year-long love affair with Seth Rogen? I, you know, or is this the first hint that maybe things aren't quite as kosher as we thought they were?
0: Oh, good use of kosher.
1: Nice. Yeah, well done.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: You know, it, 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 I, I would, reaction I shots would, great on radio. I would, <laughs> I would love if it were um, kind of a. I think it's time for the Apatow gang to to change their stripes. I mean, Franco James Franco has already kind of done that. Sure, um, sure, you know he does do like this is the end and things like that every now and then. But I think his days of Your Highness are behind him. Oh, yeah. Please, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> please be true. But. Yeah. Rogan, on the other hand, I don't really know where he's going to go. You know, Jonah Hill's already become an Academy Award-nominated actor and can actually prove twice, yeah, and can actually, has proven that he can actually act, which, right. is, which is impressive on its own. Um, but I haven't, you know, Rogan
2: hasn't seen the same type of development. Well, he's, um, in, in defense of Jonah Hill, comedy acting is hard. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's hard. Yeah. But... Out of that entire crowd, there's one member who has never actually been asked to do any acting. And that's Seth Rogen. Right. right. He's always just played been the, been a the version, version of himself. Lovable show And it's, yeah. And know, it works. It yeah, works. works.
1: It's charming, but it's limited. And yeah. at some point you see through it and it doesn't work for everything. And really, honestly, it's like it works for somebody who is in their late 20s yeah. through their 30s. And at the point when I mean, you just start aging out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so, so the premise is established in the first fifteen minutes. Um, it does try to do some interesting things with it. There, I one of my favorite things in the whole movie is when they um, actually reference Kevin James movies, and they're like, "You're Kevin James in this relationship, not me." Like Rogan saying that to Rose Byrne, and it's funny to me because he's literally Kevin James in this movie. You know, he's the big fat schlubby guy with the hot wife. Right. You know. And so it gets, it gets like quasi meta there. And there's also a really, there's a really funny brief, like, I mean like split second brief, if not cameo reference to Jonah Hill that I thought was really funny because they say at one point we got a sitter. We might as well. We got a sitter, whatever. And so they go out and they raise hell. And then when they come back, you see the sitter leave and it looks like from the back, it looks like Jonah Hill. And you know, he made that shitty movie, the sitter. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, that's clever enough to, like, be kind of funny. Beyond that, it's just, like, literal dick jokes. Uh, Christopher mintz uh penis is so big he wraps it around a woman's neck in one scene. Um, they, all, they all take molds of the frat guys, all take molds of their cocks and have them uh, cast into dildos and sell them at one point to, save, to make money. To save the house. To save the house, yeah. To save the house. Very good. Classic yes. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. So they they uh, take plaster molds of their penises. Dave Franco three D prints which is actually funny. <laughs> I thought that was actually a funny joke. Um, my favorite part of the whole movie is early on the the Delta Side Gang are having a, a meeting talking about their plans for the year, and they have this like wall of legends, and they talk about where each of the legends come from, and they're they're pretty funny. Um, one was in like the nineteen twenties. the 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 brothers like finished a performance of Julius Caesar and then one of the sorority girls handed one of the one of the guys in the the play a beer and it's Andy Sandberg and he drinks it and that's the birth of the toga party. Like he gets it's the first beer he's ever had and he gets hammer drunk and starts that and then in the and then in the seventies um um the workaholic guys show up and create uh, ping pong or a uh, beer, beer pong and that's really funny so and they, they have
2: the, so is this the Forrest Gump fraternity yeah that, yeah pretty much it's, <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's all about you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah. they acknowledge it later that they're all just legends but the the sort of portrayals of the legends are the, the right. funniest part of the movie yeah. to me who they get for the last one is pretty great um and it doesn't you know it doesn't rely on a lot of cheap jokes like that it just kind of it's this hodgepodge of like weird physical comedy weird gross out comedy that doesn't really play um uh not enough that there are some like f- comedians that I really like and admire that cameo at different times but they don't really have anything to do hannibal burris is in it who i love and he doesn't really do anything like yeah. he's just he's in two scenes and it could have been funny but they just didn't have anything for him to do Nobody really steals the movie either. Nobody, like, runs away with it. You know, whether you loved or hated or were indifferent to Bridesmaids, you know, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy really just ran away with that movie. Yeah. And there's nothing like that. So there's, nobody's going to walk out of this movie and say, like, man, that was so-and-so's movie or that, you know. So it's, it's just very lukewarm doesn't really have a lot going for it what so
1: minor down
0: it's a it's a minor down yeah i mean it's it's not it's a not it's, it's not a way right. down yeah right. it's not a way down because it's not offensive trey <laughs> please tell us about
1: only lovers left alive i've been really excited about this film and i will say that i i kind of found out about this one late it was only just a few months ago uh-huh. um but it's jim jarmusch's vampire film
2: whoa whoa with tom, whoa. With
0: tom hiddleston and Tilda swinton as the vampires. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. That's the other piece.
1: <laughs> and so here's, here's the thing. And I, I normally don't do this because I hate reviewing marketing. Yeah. But I will say that, that the studio or whoever is distributing it is trying to cash in on the sort of vampire craze. Yeah. So they accentuate... They give, they give much more focus than Jarmouche does within the context of his 90 or 100 minute film. They basically compress the vampire All the
2: backstories up front in the trailer. Right. right. Yeah.
1: And so. So, if you go into it, like, basically, there are going to be a whole bunch of confused middle-aged women at these <laughs> showings. Perfect.
2: Um, I think you've described almost every one of his audiences. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Broken flowers, I don't get it. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. He's there so funny. There yeah. aren't any
0: flowers in this movie. <laughs> Where are the flowers at? Um,
1: <laughs> um, but
0: He's not dead. Dead man.
2: There's no dead man in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You sound uncannily like an elderly couple that sat behind me in a theater in Inglewood, uh, Florida, watching The Day After Tomorrow oh, with me, <laughs> where the entire time this woman is explaining the plot of the movie to her, I don't know, $1, senile, <laughs> deaf, blind <laughs> husband. And at one point, you know, there's a scene Now where they're it, running from the global warming. Like, oh, look, oh look there's to puppies. There's puppies. Oh, they look like mean puppies. And then, <laughs> not kidding, And there's a one point where they come across a Wendy's. Oh, Harold, 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 it's a Wendy's, a Wendy's, the place with the hamburgers.
1: The thing that is amazing about this is that it is very much a Jim Jarmusch film. So he is using these people who are vampires... In a way that both, yes, they are legitimately vampires in the film. Right. And he is addressing issues that if you were going to practically be a vampire these days, you'd have to address, like, blood supply. But realistic blood supply. They also address the fact that it's like, it is 2013. You cannot screw around. You will get caught. Like, so these types of things where these these people... very intelligent, super aware of the sort of restrictions and limitations that they have to live within reasonably, Um, and and a level of anonymity that they must like religiously protect, and kind of modern problems. Like, modern problems is the blood supply is now fundamentally tainted, so you have to be very careful and super selective because they are still sort of fundamentally, though mythic, biological entities that are affected by their food source. So there are all of these really fascinating... And ultimately what it is, is it's about this aged, artistic couple who struggle with the fact that they just must live with and within... The community that surrounds them, but fundamentally they are different in such an extreme way that that is all but impossible. And it's just really amazing. So,
2: historically, vampirism has always been a, a symbol for kind of deviant sexuality. Right. Which Alan Ball uses to great effect in, in True Blood. Right. Sure. Um, Twilight obviously sets the standard on deviant sexuality. Yeah, falling in love with an unborn baby with a werewolf. I, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, so is it, is he sticking to that, or is he picking his own? No metaphor. Here? A- and
1: that's why I think it's important to not think of this as a vampire film. He is simply employing that to kind of explore people who live on the fringes. Yeah. And it, it creates yeah. an interesting.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. because there isn't conundrum. a whole lot of
1: sexual deviance in here. Yeah, there there are urges there are desires but most of them are consumptive Hmm. so I mean it's at at one point uh, Tilda Swinton's character Eve it's Adam and Eve um, but Tilda Swinton's character because it was actually loosely based on a Mark Twain short story also Hmm. yeah interesting so Hmm. Adam and Eve so Eve Tilda Swinton's character um, has to travel to see adam because they actually live in separate countries and they they talk to each other at nightly on the phone but um uh, vampire
2: skyping yeah
1: yeah and that's exactly what happens um so so she sees that that adam is really not doing well um that he's he's just very down um and just fundamentally upset at his sort of nature, and so she has to come and see him. And so she's stuck on this long transatlantic flight, and a guy next to her cuts his finger, and you can see her just like trying to restrain herself. So there, there are these urges, but but again, it is it is consumptive. Hmm. It's 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 not, and it's not even seeking nourishment. It's fundamentally predator prey. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> But also their level of control that they have to exert themselves. Because again, it is an era that nothing can be covered up anymore, that it will be discovered. So.
2: Not according to some sites that I've been on. Well. Big
1: conspiracies out there. I, you know, I Vampires understand. Vampires are only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What you do on. Were side?
2: ducks? ducks. Good. Yeah, Unknown uh, yeah, menace. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh, it's, it's, uh, well, how long's has it been since... Sure Broken Flowers was his last film. Oh, was it really film? Broken Flowers? I, I think so. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
1: I feel Correct like he snuck wrong. one in there that I'm just not remembering. Uh, yeah. But maybe yeah. not. Well, he did so. a, He
2: did one of the shorts for the I Love Paris, right?
1: Oh. Uh,
2: or did he do I Love New York? Was two, I don't right? know.
1: Yeah. But his level of consistency with his films, each oh, one is yeah. different. and And... Yeah. Everybody's gonna have like, oh, this one really speaks to me in a way that this one doesn't speak to me as much. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's Broken Flowers. I think it's very good, but in, and I really enjoy it. And it's funny because every time I revisit it, I'm like, man, this film is way better than when I'm not watching it. I give it credit for. <laughs> um, and there are a handful of films that are like that. Yeah. That it's just like, wow, when I'm watching them, I'm yeah. just like, this is. Why was I thinking this wasn't as good as this is? And and Broken Flowers is kind of one of them. But like Dead Man is to me is just so undeniably good it's and it phenomenal. just really you know that's one that just like you just can't touch that I was wrong he um, did
0: um, Limits of Control okay yeah so he did Sneak One in yeah okay.
1: so but this film is just it's all tonal it's slow it just and you would expect if you know Jarmouche, you'd expect all of that yeah that that it's all about slow building tension and and it is just excellent if you are a person who has a level of yeah if you're if you are
2: bipedal carbon-based homie, yeah
1: no if but if you're a person who is is creative or has like pursues this on the side or pursues it as your job i think that this film will really speak to you um because that's what is kind of the fundamental driver between this. And they're married. Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston are a married couple. And they've been married, they've, they've gotten married multiple times because they have to kind of keep updating their marriage photos. Um, and there's, there's this one wonderful moment where it's like. Uh, Tilda Swinton picks up this photo that was like from the 1930s, and she's like, "Oh, our third wedding. We were so young then," um, and it's just kind of lovely, um, you know. But it's it's all done very seriously. It's all all treated really amazingly. Um, Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton, their relationship is awesome. Their on-screen relationship is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed this film. Um, and I don't know like I, I'm obviously going Rock Fist way up because I've been way basically uh, giving I've I yeah. basically have been giving this film a hand job the whole time uh, yeah. with my Rock Fist I will give this yeah. film a hand job which is hard that's to do that's technically a fisting um, I yeah, think yeah. actually yeah. Yeah. it's hard to do so um, but yeah I, I just really uh, really really enjoyed this hmm. film just thought it was amazing and the there, I mean, he is employing analogy and stuff like that, but it doesn't weight down the film. It's still, it's still very, fem- I mean, it's, it's totally watchable just as the narrative that's on screen.
2: See, it's been a while since we've had a director like Jarmusch jump, jump into a new genre. Like Soderbergh went all over and tried to get every genre humanly possible under his belt before he retired. Yeah. And, right. and he managed to do it for the most part. I'm sure there's like eight stacks of porn DVDs that he did under a nominee. Yeah, yeah, Peter Andrews. That's his that's his fake name for a yeah. cinematographer. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. He probably
0: Peter Andrews probably directed some shit. But at the
1: same time you could kind of make the argument that in his own weird way, Jarmusch keeps tackling different genres. Well, you know, it's it's you know, in totally, in a way kind in, of
2: in some of his films it's it's merely a framing sure yeah. you know and then once you get to you know dead man is his first full-on i'm gonna go all in on this genre right so vampire movie is an interesting one to take on yeah well i
0: think you know with dead man yeah it's i mean it's a western it's set in the west but it's really just you know it's also just an, exp- an exploration of m- mortality and i you think you've just in yeah. the same way with what it sounds like yeah um his, his new film is sort of just an exploration of what happens when you get older and you're trying to make a relationship work, you know, in the latter half of your life, how does that work? Yeah. How do you stay creatively vibrant? How do you stay with this person that you're at this point feel attached to? Well, and, you
1: know, and, and both within the like relationship, one views humanity around them in a fundamentally sort of cynical, cynical and dark way. Mm-hmm. Just there's no hope for them. And I cannot live here anymore. And the other one is just like, but there is still joy. There is still moments right. that are amazing, and there is still music out there that is being made that is incredible. So, so there's, you know, there's that also when you hmm. kind of look around, and 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 really, it's like that argument to some extent mm-hmm. exists in each individual person. You yeah, know, that there are moments where. You look around and you think there's just no hope, and yeah. then there are moments that you look around and we're like, why was I thinking that? This well, is still. That's, could that's, be a that's the in, thing. you know
2: the, the inherent trick of aging is that when you begin to realize that no, your generation will not be the last. The apocalypse will not come and cement you know, sure, yours sure. as the finest, coolest generation to ever walk. Right,
1: right, right. It, or, or the one that was so so terrible it just took the yeah, world right. out. Either way, you're, yeah, you're um, you
2: you're you're. you're, you're, you're doomed to be average right you know, you know, be somewhere right. in the mean yeah. but uh, uh, and, so that's a, that's a good way to do that
1: but. yeah it's it's really it's it's fascinating and it's it's totally watchable even if you just want to go and watch a, a film hmm. so really cool
0: awesome cool we're yeah. gonna take a break and when we come back we will talk about
1: I think just we're talking about comic book movies and translations from comics to films and everything that goes along with it.
2: So, the subtitle for this section will be, Do I Finally Fit In the Podcast?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: traded in one set of background noises for a new set of background noises. That's what we were busy doing <laughs> during the break. Um, so now we're going to talk about, we've got a ton of comic book movies this summer, last summer, um, next summer. It's never been a and better... Up to
1: 2018.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was going to say... And, and, and far beyond. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Marvel's, and already,
0: Marvel's already got a roadmap well into the next decade. DC is trying to do the same thing with Warner Brothers, and it really just seems like if you're a fan of these films, or if you're not, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, they're not. They're not. And so we're going to talk about that, and it's good that we're all here, as if we didn't plan to be here, but... We just happen to be walking On the spectrum, I would put Aaron at the uh, super fan level of comics, Encyclopedic, with a critical eye. With a critical eye. Yes. But your experience uh, and familiarity vastly outweighs mine. I uh, love comics and uh, you know follow them, but
1: I I would then be the what grumpy fifties dad. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that you can You still (laughs) call him. You still call him the funny roll. Yeah. yeah. You still call him the funnies. So Why that's, are you
1: wasting your money on it, these funny magazines? And if I leave Call
0: th- me when Ziggy comes out. Yeah. And if I leave them, yeah, the Ziggy movie. And if I uh, l- if I leave them out, like at Trey's house, he just uses them as coasters. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> or I throw them in the garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know, you throw them out. So, but no, we've got you know different levels of interest in this. Uh, we all have, we all see review and and enjoy film. So it's just kind of just want to talk about where it's going and and what's going on now uh, already this summer we've seen captain america i mean summer movie season started in april which is cool. like it does it's like, going yeah. to naturally yeah. Yeah. yeah but we've already seen captain america amazing spider-man 2 made its uh, international debut first actually and then opened um last friday um in a oh two weeks Two weeks we'll have uh, X Men Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and uh, then it kind of settles down until August when we get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, which oddly enough is a movie we are all three excited to see yes. for different, yeah. different, uh, uh, and similar reasons. Yeah,
1: different and similar reasons,
2: I think. Sure,
0: but
1: really, but, I think that's just you know which fader buttons yeah, we got pushed out Pretty which much, bar, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's all the same mixer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: So they're they're they've been around for a while. The idea of comic books, I mean, where they came from and how they started, it's not it's not surprising to see it in a popular medium. Um you can all you can go all the way back to radio and and well, the, yeah. the shadow and, and and Dick Tracy things like that that maybe started on a, you know, on a page and ended up in a
2: radio play. Oh sure. I, the moment you get to what we consider the kind of the birth of Flash pop Gordon. culture. Yeah. Superheroes have been there the entire time. Yeah. Right. You know, super, first Superman serials, first Batman serials. I mean, this, these go back. Yeah. You know, this is not, you know, super, Richard Donner's Superman was not some, oh no. my God, we've never done this before. Yeah. Right. You right. know. And before
0: film could really emulate them with the same level of realism the comics did, you know, the comics is just a sort of self contained medium. Um, they can break laws of physics and do whatever. One of the first places to really accurately portray those those things were, were cartoons max mm-hmm. fleischer the, the old superman cartoons those are fantastic they still i, I still will pop those in sure. and watch those and those influenced films like i mean it, even up to today I, I still i mean i remember sky captain in the world of tomorrow like owed direct uh, um, I think they even acknowledged Max Fleischer in the credits but they they clearly took from episodes of Superman to fill out that universe and even the
1: Rocketeer which is yeah. an interesting one
0: which is a complete love letter sure. to yeah. the days of radio yeah. you know yeah. but it was a, it's a comic first and a, a film second yeah. you know and yeah. so and that, it's and not that going good. anywhere different yeah, but that it's just that. that technology seems to have caught up to where you can do this live action now and it doesn't
2: totally suck I, I think <laughs> there's something broader at work than just the technology of it. Yeah. We are a culture with without a shared mythology. Yeah, Listen, sure. For the first time, I mean, and this is, you can lay this at the doorstep of the internet where that kind of that fractioning of the society goes. We're not all watching the same TV shows. We're not reading the same magazines. We're right. not reading the same books. We're not listening to the same music. And we we're losing these common points of cohesion. And superheroes, the, the best superheroes have stuck around because they call back to... Everything that's resonated with us throughout mythology, throughout humankind's entire history, and it's it's cheesy and it's ridiculous, and you can kind of laugh about the idea that oh great culture is coming together over you know a seventh grade male power fantasy, great. Which you know I just go Nietzsche's same thing, right? No difference, just one's wearing better clothes, right? Uh, But 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 I I I think it's funny too.
0: I think it's funny too that what what endures about these characters it's people don't remember. I mean some people remember a specific story or a jumping on point for them, but it's usually just the idea of that character. It's right. really just, you know, like when you when you think about Spider-Man you don't think, "Oh, I remember Maximum Carnage." That was my that was when I got into him, you know. You don't do that or, you, you know, it made me you know, just made me cringe. You, you don't go you don't go you don't That's go, the, oh, you go it's, oh, it's, oh
2: my god, episode 2." Mm. Revenge of the Sith, holy shit, or Attack of the Clones, yeah. holy shit, man, right. that's Star Wars for me.
0: But yeah. you don't hear people say, oh, man, I, you know, Death of Gwen Stacy, that was it for me. It's it's Or with Batman, you know, like, oh, man, year one or it, things like that. Sometimes they're touchstone moments, but usually, at least with casual fans, you know, like yeah. guys like me and Aaron have our specific stories that, that kind of plugged us in. But casual fans are people that came to the movies first. It's just, the, it's just the concept. You know, Captain America is a shield and an idea. Batman's mm-hmm. a cow and a cape. Right. You know, and, and that's why I think they've been able to endure and, and, and change. You know, I always get upset when people say, well, that's not really so-and-so in, in the movie. That's not really him. That's this. And that's just, you're kind of creating your own definition of the character. And the, the, to me, the characters endure because they don't have a hard and fast definition. There's mm-hmm. just, like, core points that make them who they are. And that, that carries through.
1: And I think you're hitting on a, a point that, that intrigues me about these characters and also fundamentally frustrates me about the films that get consistently produced. Sure. Is that with a character like the Hulk, we'll throw him out there, because what the Hulk ultimately is, is, you know, a person dealing with the real consequences, the accentuated consequences... Of their own rage. Of their yeah. own rage. Right. That's a metaphor that that most people can, can reconcile and relate yeah. to. <clears throat> and yet, if you're not given a certain era of Hulk, if you're not given a certain gesture of Hulk, yeah. that's... I mean, it's like, to me, as long as he visually looks like that character, and is about a man dealing with his untapped rage that transforms him, then it's the Hulk. And, And there are tons of potential with putting that character, not in radically different stories, because there's a spectrum that you're going to talk about, but a willingness to allow adaptation and things like that. I don't, but I don't. And think you see a lot more of that in the
0: comics. You but do, it, and, but it and, and, and goes and to it some absurd places, and then it goes to some really real places. Of course, places.
2: I, I and think I think
1: that's because comic, like people who follow the comics, can disavow storylines and follow others. Well, and kind things of. Like I that. think it's
2: more that I think that the, those of us that have been reading comics for a long time, you, you're you're either in or you're out. Right. Yeah. There's no one toe in the water kind of thing. It's you know this this is serialized fiction. If you want to know what the hell's going on, you got to stick with it, and that means going through. Letting the writers take you to very strange, weird places, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Now, I think when we get to the films, the, the issue isn't that, you know, it's not that the characters can't handle the weight of those kind of stories. It's that these are such, such expensive endeavors sure. that no one's really, really willing to take a risk. On yeah. them, like I, you're, you know, I might be one of like seven people who like Ang Lee's Hulk. I do too. I, have, yeah. I mean, I really, really like it. Yeah. I don't need it to be, you know, my stance on Christopher Nolan's Batman is well documented. We will, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll save that. Yeah. There are police yeah. reports. Yeah. I mean, yeah. By all means, there's enough documentation on that. But I don't need a, a, a faithful version to deliver a good movie. I need a good movie first. And then after that, I need the the good variant. I'm okay with what they've done with Marvel, Disney Marvel Studios. Now that we have to distinguish between yeah. them, um, which is astounding to me because I spent the better part of my first half of my life kind of when are they finally going to make a movie about any of this stuff? And now I'm to the point where I have to remember what studio did what, right? right which is insane to me.
0: Um, but it's, yeah, that's got to be amazing in its own right to be a uh, you know fan. To like learn to read on Claremont X Men comics, and now you're gonna go see Days of Future Past in like two weeks and probably
2: hate it, but
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but but to go like if you'd have told Claremont's like,
2: finest student took another franchise, yeah, and yeah. it was called the Avengers,
0: so. yeah. If you'd told you know 10 year old Aaron that you know one day I'm gonna walk into a theater and I'm gonna watch this on the big screen.
2: That's pretty powerful. My pants would have exploded.
0: One of the things, one of the. One in a way, way I did the... not understand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one moment that because Trey and Because all of a sudden I...
1: your thighs were enormous. Right? Right. <laughs> the
2: radiation kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. Please what, one moment that Trey children. Oh. One moment that Trey
0: and I disagree on, because um, we all three and some other people saw Avengers at the press screening. Sure. There's that scene when they all come together in New York and it spins around them and you see all that and it's the you know, representative of them coming together as a team and all that thing. Um, would it be fair to say that I think your exact quote was Michael Bay, you trained him well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Which, was it. Fair. Um, <laughs> Which to me... But here's the th- that's such a compelling moment to somebody like me who has grown up with those characters and has seen that through. And, and actually, you know, those characters have... You know, helped through some some weird or confusing times sure. to see that represented on screen.
2: There's just something inherently compelling. I about totally that. understand that, and, and, and I think to, to the other point of that, what was first, I remember that comment? Right, right, uh, and. <laughs> think, yeah. He says it into his pillow every night before he <laughs> goes to sleep. <laughs> uh, no, and I think to me, what was so frustrating about it, and I don't, I don't think I was able to. I was kind of my brain was so melted at that point. I, I couldn't really <laughs> get it. Uh, not from the comment, but from the experience, right. was that you know I, I look at Michael Bay, and again, my hatred of Michael Bay is well documented. Sure, and half of his visual tricks come from what I consider the shoddiest portion of comics. Right. It's these big double page splash layouts, you know right and but to finally see it happen with the avengers it was like it's finally come home it's finally come home you know (laughs)
1: and 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 i totally understand it's like that doesn't
2: work for anybody else no and it's
1: kind of like i mean i understand that there is there is a level of meanness in that comment because it's like oh hey (laughs) we don't have to dissect the comment you're not on trial hey everybody oh yeah yes hey everybody (laughs) christmas is coming And then all of a sudden, you show up on Christmas Day, and it's like, oh, it's not here. (laughs) And so I get that. But within the context of a film and within the context of a structured narrative, it's like just having straight reinforcement of expectation. It is boring. Yeah, it is. It is boring. I mean, I don't. And for somebody who doesn't have a level of commitment to that, like watching that was a slog for me.
2: I think yeah. it's it's you know, the Avengers is a tough one to judge for me to judge dispassionately. Sure. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That's an, sure. it's an impossible one for me to judge dispassionately. But I think we're only now getting to the point where filmmakers are figuring out the right balance between what's the right level of fan service that we can really get away with mm-hmm. And just as our kind of our wink and our nod. Sure. In a subtle way. Right. And then how do we keep everybody else on board at the same time? Yeah. Like Winter Soldier in particular was great at keeping the fan service to an absolute subtle minimum.
0: There was more movie fan service in Winter Soldier than there was like comic book fan service. When, When Paul Newman, or, um, when Robert, Robert Redford, Redford opens, yeah, yeah, when he opens Newman's his fridge Zone. and Newman's sure. own in there, when you see Sam Jackson's grave and it's the quote from Pulp Fiction. Right. There's more, like, movie fan yeah. service in that movie than there was comic
2: book well, fan service. Well, and I think
1: that probably denotes a shifting demo. Yeah. I, well,
2: I think it's, some of it's that, you know, this is kind of that, when you talk about what's it like to be a nerd now, it's like the, the nerds are kind of finally running things. right? And so we're, we're comfortable with it. And in some ways, we don't want to give it all away. We want to keep some of it for ourselves. We want to do the Matt Groening. Sure. If you're paying attention, you'll get the joke. Right. Right. We want to keep that to ourselves. Um, You know, Winter Soldier, to me, that was... Well, good or bad, we'll look back on that as a turning point. Of This is when superhero films realized they could be something else. Right. And, and, And not only be something else, they could succeed as something other than the straight, you know, like you... Your, uh, your frustration with the idea of a traditional approach for right. Amazing Spider Man 2. There is what we consider a traditional superhero. There is a film. formula. There is yeah. a formula for right.
0: sure. And it's, I mean, the, the first movie of every superhero franchise is the same origin story. You do parallel origins for the big bad and right. the hero. The hero gets to kind of stretch his wings a little bit. Um, figure out his powers, and then takes down the b- his and his wife leaves and with the baby. Then there's like, yeah. out the prank war. there's, and, <laughs> yeah, there's a prank war. <laughs> <laughs> there is Dave Franco has a superpower in that movie, and it's that he can give himself an erection at any moment. Nice, and it, and it happens like three
2: times in the movie. I had to, that to same go back, but to it's go back, oddly to centered around his
0: brother. You oh, <laughs> no, should follow him on Instagram lately, because yeah. he's been posting some selfies. Oh yeah, and they are not safe for work. Um <laughs>
1: well oh, it depends where you work.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. But I work at Pornhub, so yeah, no, all yeah. That's yeah, yeah. No. not
1: at whatever Shawnee Mission North or whatever that <laughs> recent teacher who got canned for making some sort of porn reference. Oh no, but, oh,
2: Lord. Yeah. You know.
0: But oh. um It's just it, there there's definitely a formula there and that also makes me worry because as we've talked, you know, there's these movies aren't gonna stop no not. soon. I mean they're eventually they're going to see diminishing returns when they run out of A-list characters to, to do stuff with and That's when all, all the actors are going to quite gonna get frankly
2: tired. though I mean or the, the actors are going to we're going to run out of actors willing to sign contracts that yeah. onerous before we run out of characters.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris Evans, he had
2: to negotiate... They wanted him for
0: nine films. I, I mean, mean, it counted, counted six, Avengers right? and cameos and everything right else. Now. He had to negotiate it down to, like, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't want to commit to nine movies. Yeah. And I wouldn't... I You know, who who could blame him? Of course.
2: Him, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that was and, Robert Downey Jr.'s same deal. I mean, yeah. It was kind of... You know, this is yeah. a decade of my life. You know. Yeah, at least. For sure. Yeah. And I, and I think that's so. going to bite them in the ass, you know, eventually. But... Uh, But but because it's comic book movies, they can just
0: have a, they can do an infinity crisis and and just reboot the whole thing and start everything over again, you know. It just makes me wonder, one of the movies that Trey and I both loved last summer that didn't really get a lot of play, didn't get a lot of, got some decent um, critical review, but was kind of underseen and underappreciated was uh, Pacific Rim, and you know, granted, like its influences you know, were on its sleeve. You knew yeah. you knew where that movie sure. came from. But sure. at the same time it wasn't a it was an IP. It was a new property in a summer
2: filled with you know, sequels and, and comic book movies and things like but, that. But in a way and it was a sequel. I mean it was a spiritual sequel. And 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 in in, 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 in Maybe many an homage, many ways. But
1: I think Sequel I, I think Sequel gets because they are building this whole world... Well,
2: in, in, in Marvel's was, case, there's a payoff to it. Sure. It's not just, this is the next Police Academy film. Right. right. There's a thread that they're, they've are they been working toward of quite course. some time. So yeah. That, yeah. So that has an extra draw to it. Right. right. Yeah.
0: But I just worry, you know, as we see places like Disney buying franchises, like or buying entire businesses like Marvel and like Star Wars or Lucasfilm, rather, as you see stuff like that where everything's starting to come in-house or, or, or come into one place... You know, there was a great article on Bloomberg about superhero movies. It was really a profile of Kevin Feige, but it was, but it was just about. He was the head of Marvel Studios. Yeah, the head of Marvel Studios. Sorry, and and just about you know where it's going and what that meant and how Marvel went from being an unlikely film production company to a powerhouse. I mean, it had two successful films before Disney bought them because they could see where it was going to go. Right. And it was a very interesting article in that they were talking about how. People are worried, you know, that it's going to be too kiddy or going to be too toyetic or whatever. So um, it, it doesn't actually work in Disney's benefit to make it that way. It actually works in Disney's benefit to make sure that there's something there for everybody. There's something there for people our age. There's something there for kids. So they've got cartoons. They've got the video games. They've got crossover stuff because they're in the business of keeping you giving them your money. Sure. Well, and yeah. And so they want you to go to the parks. They want you to go to the movies. They, they want, want you to, buy to the watch. Merch. They, they want, want you to buy the make, merch. They yeah. want you to watch the TV show. They want you to keep buying the comics. They're like they want you to do all that stuff. And they found that the way you do that is you just make a good product, and people
2: will do it. It's it's the John Lasseter theory of filmmaking. It's, yeah, it's you got to have something to bring them in the door, yeah. and they'll come back on their own. You don't right. have to bludgeon them, um, which I could you know of course goes well within John Lasseter. But if there's anybody in Disney. Who can illustrate this is how you do it, folks. Right. You know, rather than just try to coast on this ghostly after image of Walt Disney who's been for the well, people yeah. who are alive now, he's been dead longer than he was ever alive. So, sure. yeah. you know. so it's just kind of an interesting thing to look at in terms
0: of Yeah, you know, I, I like original properties. I like new stuff that I don't have any sort of basis on. I like I like adaptations of things that I'm familiar with. I think a lot of people are the same way. You know, you like to see books that you've read. Read be adapted, you know. Maybe mm. you like that, maybe you don't. Well, but um, I mean,
1: and, and they've been adapting books into yeah. films for as long that's, as films I mean, have yeah, existed. that's that's the 70s, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been so, forever, but that right. was
0: like they had, you know, the 70s was huge for that. Godfather sure. and
2: everything was that way, but,
1: but I mean, they've been doing that since. Eighteen ninety. Yeah, it's yeah, not. You not. Know, it's, it's not yeah. known as yeah. a,
2: an original idea machine. Right. You know. No. Right. And I, and
1: I think that's okay. I think it's fine. I, I like seeing the translation from the different medium. Mm-hmm. What I think bogs me down is this constant sequel, like uh, uh, it's of everything. Like because I grew up and and as as did all of us to some extent. It's like, but. I grew up, and the things that people base sequels on were new when I grew up. So I know yeah, that right. it's not well, it, impossible to come up with a new and exciting something or other. Well,
0: the fact that Richard Donard said that Goonies 2 is happening. Oh, God. Now. And, and, and it's going to have the cast an from... an awful idea. Yeah. Like, it's a I terrible don't need idea. that. Or, or crystal skull. I mean, can we even mention that? I mean, One of okay, the you know, I could all time.
1: Let, let me. Or spring breakers too. Why the yeah. hell do we need that? What? Yeah, 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 that got Wild announced Bunch. earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, Wild, Wild Bunch, Bunch has said that they're oh, behind boy.
2: it. I mean, Magic Mike XXL. Yeah, Yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. 20, I, it's, Twenty-two it's,
0: it's, Jump Street.
2: <laughs>
1: <that when laughs> the, the sequel yeah. to a
0: movie based on a TV show,
1: yeah, which actually I'm was so self-aware that exactly. So I guess the
2: way I look at it is, as a comic book fan. Serialized fiction is in my blood,
1: mm-hmm. you know. So th- right.
2: it, th- that doesn't bother me. Now I'm willing to look at a lot of properties that get brought up, and people talk about going. Let's make this into a movie, and I go, "No, that, that's a 12 episode miniseries at best. Right. Don't sure, sure. don't go the movie route. Do ma- make a series out of that, you right. know. And then every time Fox announces a new one, I just die a little bit more inside, right? <laughs> but uh, cause did it's like, you see? Did you see the Gotham City trailer? Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you
0: heard about this?
2: So a, I have. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, yeah. We, 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 no need to retread that. But I, comic book movies have one route like they the can chaos. take, and that's it. Yeah, and that they have to. And I think this is why part of why we all want to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They have to start to embrace the inherent ridiculousness of their genre and their format, and be okay with it. Right. Be okay in their own scan of being. This is the premise is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, right. Pacific Rim does a good job about this, but even though. They spend a lot of time in the upfront with that. We're going to give you all the sure, backstory of sure. how we got there, rather than just going, unlike, say, robot jocks. It just goes, fuck it, throw you in. Giant robots fighting.
1: Well, and that saying is we're at an mm-hmm. airround. It's called film, robot jocks. We- you figure it
2: out. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the tagline <laughs> robots and jocks. Yeah Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Like go go see this. Just a guy shrugging. Um, The Citizen Kane of robot punching films. Right right.
1: But but I think that we're also in an era of film and even to some extent television. Even though I think it's largely bullshit that we are in a golden era of television. I think that there's there's good stuff. There's bad stuff. It's out there. A lot of the stuff that is hailed as great is good. Um, but as far as as far as TV is concerned, and I think there's more consistency because I think they're playing to smaller audiences. I, yeah,
2: and I think that's what it comes down to: is right. the breadth of what's out there is so vast yeah. compared to any other point that we can relate to. That yeah, I'll agree, it's a golden age. But
1: it is a golden age because there is nothing that will speak to everyone. Well, exactly. I think it's a I think so. it's a
0: golden age for content d- distribution but that's what i don't what think I a think lot of people yeah. are making
1: that argument i think people are just talking about how great this show is and it's yeah. like yeah but look at its well i mean I, was, its I remember audience. reading an and look at who it's made for yeah. like i can totally understand why that audience responds to that tv show as devoutly as they do yeah in the same way that i kind of feel the same way about certain tv shows that uh, even though i don't really but I mean, I'll, I'll watch episodes, and they'll be like, "Okay, I can see why people are into this," and mm-hmm. then I'm out.
0: You're talking about Breaking Bad, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah.
1: Breaking Bad was one that I actually stayed with, even though I felt like it pushed into ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah,
2: and so, I, I had to. And, I, I, and I, I was
1: confused why other people didn't see that
2: because n- Breaking Bad and Mad Men, to some extent, represent the era of. Pay cable television sure. making its way into what's you know it's still pay cable you still have to pay to get it right but it but it's almost broadcast television right right it's, and it's I think that that's hybrid. that's what Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. represents
1: because Sopranos was still out of reach for a lot of yeah, people yeah exactly you know
2: and 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 that's a show that I had to walk away from I'm, I'm perfectly willing to Sopranos up. or Breaking Bad. Um, both. I stuck with Sopranos, but I walked I away from Breaking I wished I'd Bad. walked away from Sopranos. Um, yeah. See, I can.
1: watched Breaking Bad all the way through. I walked away from Mad Men. I, I can see I have, that, too. I've yeah, walked away from I was like, Mad I don't Man. believe any of these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I remember the
0: exact moment, because I, I walked away from Mad Men, too, and it was the season
2: finale when he marries his secretary. Yeah, that was
1: exactly uh, when I wanted yeah, to it it was like, like, And, and that, was
2: a, that was a premise that was like, you, you got three years. You got three years and you can't go any farther. Than yeah.
0: That happened I was like, okay, so this is just a parade of human misery then. But people are that, still talking about that, that as I, the
1: best written show but this, on TV. But,
2: you know, Walking Dead, right. Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and that's what's funny. Don't give me star on Walking the Dead. Trend the trend here is, the more miserable drives me fucking crazy. everybody is, yeah. the better we think the show is. Which yeah. I find hysterical. It's yeah, kind
1: of, I mean, and, and I do think you're right that that it's kind of like the drama f- uh, aspect of like the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we enjoyed ourselves when we watched that film, so, so it, it, can't mean, it can't be, really be any good. A, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's the thing: is Annie Hall. They break up at the end, so mm-hmm. it's hilarious, but we can give it but it's dark still enough. Feel, we can Yeah, still yeah, give yeah. It yeah this it's like, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, you know, kind of. I, I guess I just become weary. Of feeling like the bankable entities are all based on something that came before. And I'm not just talking about, I'm, I'm no, talking more about than, yeah. a movie that came before. Yeah. Like, that it's just like. Because no longer can you talk about comic book movies as just being influenced by comic books.
2: Well, they, they I, are, we, and we, they, that's but, their
1: source material, but they've extended beyond that.
2: But so, so to go back to the Avengers, because that's yeah. always a fun one, Whedon, of all directors is the guy that you can go here's a guy who did totally close the circle because it's obvious when you watch Buffy and Angel and every show he's ever done sure that he's in love with comics I can sit there and go through Buffy sure. and go I know what episode of the X-Men that was I, I can sit there and go you owe Claremont royalties for this right and then for him to be the guy that hits the billion dollar mark with the Avengers is right. just kind of a okay that makes yeah. sense yeah and I think that's what we've gotten to is this point where People tend to forget that comics are a reflection of the age that they're in. I, I'm not well read because my parents were. I mean, I'm not knocking my parents. It's not because my parents were awesome. Um, my vocabulary and my my lit- literacy comes from. I read comics where they talked about books, right? And they talked about movies, and and I would go out and find them, and and you know, so sure. And I think there's less of that now, that, and um, in the medium as a whole, but. We're at an age where the my age group has grown up with that mirror reflected back at them. Sure. And now yeah. we're turning it outward. Yeah. So, So it's impossible for it to not feel, you know, obris like you know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess it's that flexibility that comic books have. Because I am not a comic book hater. I am just not a comic book fan. Yeah. And, and I would never be one to say, I mean, there are just too many good, I, I know there are too many good comic books out there. So for anybody to make the argument that, like, comic books are not worthwhile, that is too general a statement yeah. to ever hold any water. But the flexibility and the multiplicity that is available in comic books is impossible on the feature film level. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is the frustration, is that—and is that, that's what I'm hoping that James Gunn can show that something can take a risk— be self-referential in a, in a really fun and funny way because and that is what itself,
2: these, yeah, yeah. yeah. And take the material seriously yeah well and still
1: it. be a calculated risk in a bankable property yeah. because yeah. I think that's the one that's the one that I'm really looking forward to as hopefully changing. Some of it, See, or making making these side films available. Well,
2: I think you know to a degree. Even even Thor two is a weird little film. When you, when, I mean, See, it's, it's it,
1: funny because I never saw Thor two. You know, it's. Yeah. And, and I'm
2: not gonna.
0: I've been just telling Trey to save up all of his Marvel. Like the he hasn't seen one since Avengers, right? Yeah. That, to yeah. save up whatever so is like you have save up left left the goodwill for, <laughs> for Guardians, and because I love James Gunn, you know,
1: yeah. Slither and Super. I mean, how can you go wrong? I, I, yeah. The
2: way I look at it is like Thor two is which I'm not going to hold up as some as some pantheon of, of amazing filmmaking, but it is its own weird little entity. It mm-hmm. is a weird it, little entity. It, it's yeah. the beginning of Marvel going, we can start to play with this a right. little bit, you know? And the, the problem that we're going to run into right now is we're running into this kind of monopoly where the Disney Marvel Studio films have had so much time to build out this framework that right. now they can do whatever they want. Right. Now, DC and Warner Brothers comes along, going, "Oh, we've rebooted for the nineteenth time." Like, we saw you, you guys make money; over. we want to
0: make money. I know that Batman came out three years ago, but now Ben Affleck's going to be Batman, and you're all going to like it. Yeah. Like that's how I love it when be. you
1: speak in your movie businessman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got moxie, Kid yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, you're plucky. That's how I imagine it goes. <laughs> That's that. It's probably. He, he really he, I, it I imagine on target. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine this guy opened a, a variety like and, a stub and, of a cigar. Yeah, yeah, had a stub of a cigar. Two
1: billion smashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, opened a variety, spit it into the variety. It's like yeah.
1: two billion. Orson, Get me yeah. just on yeah. and he yeah. pours the water Orson Welles pushing the secretary yeah. button, going, like, "Bring me the rich and famous contract."
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly right.
0: Get me Smith, and he comes in, and he's like, "I saw Marvel made this much money. How? What are we? we, what do we how do we make this much money? What do we have? Well, I'm looking, sir. And it looks like we have Batman and some other. <laughs> do they? Is there any type of thing where they all get together? It's like, "There's the Justice League. Perfect. We're making
2: it.
1: Yeah, love yeah. your ideas, kid. Yeah. Brilliant." Who do, who
2: do we got that can helm that one up? Uh, this kid Zack Snyder. Him! Him! I like the, I like the sound I of that. I remember him. He's the guy that made the, uh, the the cheap gay movie with the guys and the swords. Like, and then <laughs> the movie with the skirts and the upskirts and the panty
0: shots. Him, like, get him. He, he made them cheap and they made us a lot of money. He'll be perfect for this one. Throw him more money and it'll make it even better. <laughs> you know, that seems yeah. to be. They were like, you know, because that was how Zack Snyder got famous. He made 300 for less than $100 million and it made a shitload of money. And because it
2: tapped into that rampant
0: vein of lust You we have. That's a great example. That I, 300... <laughs> 300... I'm going to keep talking. 300, <laughs> 300... Maybe it's the Frank Miller adaptations, but 300 and uh, Sin City are two comic book movies that I fucking hate. And they follow the
2: now stories where's the spirit in that? Where does the spirit fit into that? It doesn't because he directed it, but he didn't. He didn't. But like it's it. still he, his
0: spirit. Yeah. Well, it's still terrible. So well, I'll, Okay, I'll okay I just want to make oh, sure oh, that yeah. we are oh, still oh, in no, the no, terrible. No, no, land. no. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the spirit.
2: The spirit's so bad. <laughs> yeah, if like,
1: Zack Snyder is there, the, we are in the terrible. The land. spirit is yeah, no, like, no,
2: no. It's simpler than that. If late period Frank Miller is there, we are definitely in the terrible. <laughs> but, okay, so three hundred deadlights, three
0: hundred yeah. and and Sin City or two. Comic movies I despise, and they follow the they're slavish. Yeah, yeah, they follow the the source material to the letter. Well, I and mean, that's what shots are recreated so and everything.
2: Like, I, I remember when I
0: watched when I watched when I watched Sin City. I was like, there is so much voiceover because you know when you read a comic, you see internal monologue all the time because yeah. you've got characters what their thoughts are. Yeah, to hear that in a movie is so just, to hear like five different characters just the, they're they're voice over it's like it's Dune fucking the horrible yeah. it's right. terrible <laughs> uh.
1: is that possible <laughs> yeah that's what Sin City is yeah. Dune without. I,
2: the I mean I remember watching the screening of Sin City and, and our friend Alan who adores that film because it's a perfect love letter to the source material Ugh. I remember I don't even, feeling yeah. getting to the the middle of the second story and realizing oh shit there's an entire another segment Yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and the person next to me you're going to miss this And I went, watch. And I waited for a line of dialogue to come up. And I started to say it with him. And Uh, I went, and I got up, went to the bathroom, came back. And I I was like, I knew exactly where it was. Yeah, yeah. Because it was so dead on. And that's what, I couldn't stand about it. it. Now, I can understand why that would be striking for somebody who'd never been exposed to Frank Miller's artwork. I can see how that would be like. Wow, that's as a, amazing.
1: As a historical and technical document, it is. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a, right.
2: You know, it's just terrible film. It's a terrible, it's like, it's right. a terrible exactly. fucking movie.
0: And yeah. and and, three hundred is the same way. Three hundred is like almost frame by frame the source material, and I hate it too for all the same fucking. Except except it's in slow motion because Zack Snyder doesn't know how to do anything that's not either. The mo- the source material was gratuitous on his own, so it's like sweet. Don't have to mess with that. But then, you know, he slowed it down so that we could make sure we didn't miss any. Well, because he them. only had 15
2: mm-hmm. minutes of script, right? And he needed that's to pad out stories, 89 million yeah, sure. stories. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's long. that's the one thing I keep coming back when when my more picky cinema eater friends uh, get mad about my love about Marvel superhero movies. and go 99.9 percent slow motion free, right? Which you know, picks, yeah. Yeah, Brad yeah. when Brad Bird did. The Incredibles. What was so perfect about it was he decided, "I'm going to show you these powers in as fast as they would really be," right? And that's what makes them so impressive. Now, you've held off on seeing Captain America a Soldier, sure, but the opening ten minutes of that, where you finally get to see the Captain America that's been in my head for the last <laughs> you know, thirty-five years, sure, and, and moving in real time, no slow mo, and it's just—it's just, astounding, right. Um, right? And that is—that's that. That kid-like moment of this is everything i you that that's a movie that actually succeeded in making him seem more of a badass than yeah. I already thought he was. Yeah, which is impressive.
1: See, and it, it, it's like I can understand how kind of wonderful that is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but I you guess, don't have anything to go with it. Yeah, well, I, I have Boz Lerman's Great Gatsby, which is just. Uh, an Australian taking a shit over all uh, of over a, a piece of literature. That's that I still
0: love. my favorite um, <laughs> response. You know, because we have to give responses. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, The 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 PR peeps after the movie and, and trays for Great Gatsby was still my favorite. Do you want to say it or should no?
1: I... Yeah, I, I don't even remember. So was, I was I was
0: coming. I came out after you. I was right behind you, and I could just your posture was bad. I could just tell that you were like physically hurt by this movie, and. I remember thinking, like, man, that was bad. I did not like any of that. And <laughs> you, you walked up to, I, I, you walked up to one of the people um, taking comments, and you just leaned in and you said, Bath Lerman took one of the greatest American film, or American stories of all time, and turned it into a fucking nightmare and then just walked away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turn, yeah. I am going to the greatest America. American novel. Uh, 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 that it's was really on TV like, a couple of weeks ago and I watched it very late with yeah. my wife and, uh-huh. and and I didn't absolutely hate it. Really. I mean it's like I is it a good movie? No. It has any movie that hinges around the performance of Tobey Maguire is going to be problematic, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Maguire slam. Um, there are. Th- <laughs> I, I look at it, and what, what, to me, it's fascinating in that. Um, what's that asshole who directed Crash? Paul Haggis. Haggis. It, it's that whole. Hey, what if a Canadian guy decided to take on racism in America? Right. And, that, and we get Crash. Right. Which right. is a piece of shit. So what if we get an Australian to take on what is inarguably the most quintessential American novel of it, all time. It, it's
1: one of the, the and, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, and then
2: be. watch him just miss the point. Well, apparently. and he did, and he did. And, there, and he gets so, charming, so close. There's, there's like a couple of moments moment where he gets tire. so close. I'm like,
1: yeah. you're almost there. You're like a puppy. You're just, you're almost there. Yeah. Uh, there was
0: but, one charming moment in the whole film, and it's when he meets Daisy for the first time, and he leaves and comes. Like, sure. I, I thought that that's that's scene, yeah. That was a, the one yeah, scene that I was like, okay, this could turn around. Yeah. yeah, And then they followed it with like some slow-mo party shot With 3D fireworks It's like, oh no, fucked it up again Like, yeah. there it goes
1: The whole that he's writing this in an asylum oh, bo- the I, I, heard, <laughs> I actually heard So I was just I, I kind oh, of was I was no. so mad about this That I'm like, why did you do this because why, it, You so, know what I, So I, I, I went and listened I went and listened to interviews that he had done And he was like Oh, well, he had written short stories. And I was like, oh, God, you're going to reference the short stories and bring those. Like, you're going to reference something that somebody, that an artist clearly did to pay the bills because he was a reckless alcoholic. Yeah. And you're going to reference those as, like, as a way to legitimize. See, now I'm sad you told me that because I had somehow somehow
2: rationalized it that this was Boz's way of saying this is some of the best prose ever put to paper i need to find a way to put it no. in the film no not at all yeah, yeah. huh that's uh-uh. too bad no it's that's just a, it's
1: just a mistake it's just a big it's just an fucking accident. mistake it's just a yeah. fucking accident yeah i mean it, yeah oh, it's like i mean he he crashed the train and was like yeah i thought you guys wanted it parked here Oh my god. Um. I, swear, I swear to God, this is like having this idea and you're like and you're not even on the tracks asshole yeah. and it's like you didn't
0: want this train here I don't you didn't want, you want what this do, train want here you, it, like I thought that's what you
1: wanted this the, is like flying
0: out
2: point is like the relative that you idealized you idealized your don't entire life don't make
0: it. life don't do it <laughs> keep going I just I know <laughs> it you, know yeah, I know I know joke you're going to make I love how
1: I love how Trevin's doing this to you yeah against psychic it's like having this it's like having this uncle
2: who, you know, you've idolized your entire life because at one point he, like, jumped out in the street and saved a woman from getting hit by a car. Sure. And you've just looked up to him your entire life, and you find out, oh, it's because he didn't want her walking near a black person. You're like, like oh, right. crap. Yeah, I wow. That didn't, go, that didn't go yeah. didn't go where I thought it was <laughs> going to go. Yeah. Turns out he's You're just like, colossally racist. Right, right. Yeah. We thought
1: he was a great guy. You thought I was going to go for a mol- molestation I did. joke. I
2: did. Oh, yeah,
1: whenever I you really did. G. I'm Matt G. When I don't Whenever know. you mention uncles, it's always a danger. See, yeah. I'm subverting expectations. I'm bringing uncles back. I'm racist uncles. Yeah. 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 Great grandmas breaking. have had their day. It's yeah, racist, yeah, yeah, racist yeah. uncle time. Take right. back the night for uncles. <laughs> we <We're> racist uncles, it <laughs> That'd be a fun
0: <laughs> That'd be a fun parade to see. Just a bunch of racist uncles oh in the God.
2: streets.
1: Restore. We, we don't dignity. want to touch
2: your kids. We're just racist. But, but, but
1: there is part of me, there is part of me that feels like um, and and it's also kind of one of the reasons, like like Dark Knight, uh or Dark Knight Returns and Year One. It's funny because you mentioned that those are the moments that I can remember. Yeah. Oh, I bought a comic.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, um, and those are like seminal works. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're,
2: they're singular moments. Exactly. In, in,
1: in the genre. I mean, it was
0: you know? I I read Dark Knight Returns when I was eighteen after not reading comics for like like eight years. And sure. I was like, "Well, I gotta bring, I gotta pick these back up now." Like right. I, I finished that, and was like, "Well, down the rabbit hole it appears we go."
2: Yeah,
1: but that's why that's why then Christopher Nolan's Batman's are such train wrecks. Also, <sighs> is that you can tell he is using those as such source material. He's, he's
2: jumping off from there exactly.
1: Yeah. You can tell that they they have heavy influence. But, but I go beyond that. That and just like beyond my critique of those films as whatever they are, to just say that dude is a shitty filmmaker
2: i it's uh, the problem is is that they those films blew up so big that I think they put him under a microscope he was not prepared to be under and i I, I think a lot of directors and and this is I firmly believe that that Christopher Nolan was utterly uninterested with the concept of Batman. Like halfway through the production of Batman Begins. Right. And, and never recovered it. But I, I think he's going to represent the last of the filmmakers, the big filmmakers who thought they could come in and be lazy. Right. And get away with it because it's just yeah. a fucking superhero film. Right. And right. that era is over. It's never going to happen again.
0: I, I hope it's over. I mean,. If the Marvel movies, whether they're Disney or even Amazing Spider-Man did a fantastic... Mark Webb did a fantastic job of, of making sure that the relationships were front and center and that the action was true to the character at the same time, you know, like... That's all. That's I don't need a perfect adaptation, but it, that's what we were talking about. If you can get the core tenants
2: right, then yeah. we're there. You know, Interesting
1: characters, yeah. And the whole
2: thing, you know, DC has this big problem where their their big tentpole characters are, as you said, very very well. They're capes that almost anyone can put on. You right. can shape them to fit what you want them to fit, and unfortunately, that comes with a ton of baggage because everybody's got their own version. Sure. Yeah. But it also means that you're left to come up with in the idea of I'm going to tell a traditional story right. now you have to fill in all these fucking details that right. shouldn't yeah. really matter. Marvel's on the other side of the fence where it's yeah they're these heroes but what makes them unique is we're going to show you them outside of the costume as much as inside yeah, as so they're going to feel like real right. people. They're right. going to feel like people with problems that are just far more outsized. Sure. And I think in, in Disney's embraced that which yeah. is and yeah. DC's going to have to figure out how to do that or they can just quit now.
1: Well, and maybe make a Superman that doesn't murder people. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gee, oh.
2: Have you ever... Have you still... Have- you
0: still not seen it? Have you seen Man of Steel? Yeah, I saw, oh, you did.
1: I saw Man of Steel. I think with you. Are you sure? I'm almost positive.
2: Okay. Oh God.
1: I I, I think I
2: saw we, it. We both went back recently and rewatched it. Like, yeah, because it, we, it like, got on like, HBO like Go. Stars like, it healed <laughs> enough. It was time. It showed
0: up on HBO Go, and I was like, okay, this is the this is the exact amount of money I'm willing to pay for this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Zero dollars <laughs> and. And we it's, both hated it more. Yeah. yeah, I hated it more the second time. And I'm watching
2: I just, it with my daughters, so I can I have to restrain. Right every, right. Like I had to get up and walk out a couple of times because it was like. Do yeah. <sighs> you
0: didn't like it when jor stored himself on a USB flash
1: drive? For his, <laughs> I, I, like,
0: I, like, I like that he didn't put his wife on there. I like. I like no, there's just
2: enough space for me. No <laughs> worry. <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell <just> him about <laughs> his mom. It's, yeah, well, he'll whatever. he'll find he's, out. He's, yeah. Really oh yeah, yeah. You love him. I'll tell him. The best part <laughs> about that, though, is that when my when my seven-year-old daughters, upon they watch it again, because mm-hmm. um, it just happened to be on. Yeah. Um, when one of my seven-year-old daughters goes, why didn't he use the key on the ship that he already had? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> my seven-year-old just yeah. exposed this, just... Truck. Does, does anybody have David Esquire's number? Because I, I got somebody who wants yeah, to yeah. talk to him. So,
1: and, and again,
2: that comes back to that whole idea of why didn't he just th- use the key when he was on the ship?
1: Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Nah. <Shit>. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like yeah. when we watched Jack reach. Like I, I want to believe that. Like if we were in a, if, there, if we were in a room <laughs> with Zack Snyder, and somebody was like, "Hey, why didn't he use that... Like, Zack Snyder would be like, what? And we're like, yeah, the key on the ship. He, like, he
2: came in a ship that must have fit the same yeah. key that the 20,000-year-old ship could handle without a problem.
1: Yeah, why didn't he just use the key in the ship? And he's just like, holy shit, guys. I never, I never thought, about, thought that. about that. <laughs>
0: or
2: if he just went, uh, Yeah. Uh... I imagine Now I imagine him to be the guy, the guy who goes, I want to eat something sandwich-like, but I don't want to use bread, and I'd really like to be able to hold it with one hand. And I, I mean, it could be soft or crunchy. I don't really care. And somebody goes, you mean like a taco? And he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you Don't stop making up words. Get out. You're fired. Yeah. Don't yeah. stop <laughs>
1: making up words. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I have opinions have on Have that, things. Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that. go and weep on your fucking pile of money. giant pile of money. You've yeah. never
0: heard of a taco, you
2: fucking idiot. <laughs> if you had a Yelp page, I that would that would, you would star that so yeah. hard.
0: So, anyway, we've, I think we're going to wrap gonna it out. with <laughs> the Zack Snyder yeah. bit. I think that's a good place to end it.
1: Well, and hope lies with James Gunn.
0: Yes, hope lies so. with James Gunn. Yeah, for All really
1: right. blowing the, it open. Don't you think? Uh, well, I think...
2: I think he's going to be the one that gets to take advantage of it. I think he'll get the credit for it. Good. Um, But I'm not necessarily, I don't think he necessarily deserves all the
1: credit. Right. But I think no. they put it in the right heat. Oh, they too.
2: totally oh, did. Do. without yeah, doubt. I mean, that's Kevin. He he he's he's, he's that If kind it's going
1: to happen, he needs to... Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, it's like... I remember when the first X-Men was announced. I'm like, Brian Singer. And it's, oh my God,
1: Usual Suspects.
2: Because none of us were old enough to realize that Usual Suspects is actually a pretty shitty movie. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or but, plays, well's, plays Well Once. Yeah, yeah you know. exactly. It's a one-time sure. film. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but when Gunn was announced for Guardians of the Galaxy, it was one of those... Wait, what... Oh my God, that's genius. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely genius. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to have like a film somebody with, a, watched with an eight foot tall right. t- tree or mono. monosyllabic. Phras- yeah. Not even monosyllabic, monophrasic yeah. tree and a, and a talking raccoon. Three
0: foot raccoon, gun wielding,
2: homicidal raccoon. With a, with a strategic jet pack. genius. Yeah. With a jetpack. Yeah. 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 Let's give that to James Gunn. That's fantastic. Yeah, we'll give it to the guy really who made. Brilliant.
0: Who do we want to direct this next Disney movie? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the guy that did, uh... Slither. He- uh, <laughs> Super. That movie where Rain Wilson, a tentacle monster, rapes his brain. And then, uh, he thinks he's doing heroic work for God. <laughs> and then he gets... And then he sees, uh... And then Je- Ellen Jesus. Page rapes him. And then he sees... Yeah, and then he sees his... He sees his future in his own puke in, in the toilet. And, uh... We'll give it to him. I like anyway, the cut of your chips, sir. Uh, yeah, here's yeah. a check. Fill in yeah. all the zeros you <laughs> right. need. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, that exactly. that guy's making it. Kevin a Bacon movie. was in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. right. Oh, great. If Kevin Bacon's on <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, the bake's yeah. in? The bake's in? All <laughs> the right, then bakes. we're
0: doing it.
2: We're doing it. Yeah. That's the good housekeeping seal of approval yeah. right there. Well, anyway. I,
1: I totally want Kevin Bacon to, like, show up in something and have, like, where he plays himself. Uh-huh. And someone calls him the he, bake. No, no, yeah. And he says, Who's ready for a bake sale? Like, I would oh, love that. Oh, man. No? God.
2: Damn it. Willem Dafoe is already That'd calling around. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to find where that shithead who directed Boondock Saints is oh, no. <laughs> detoxing at the moment. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> that dude would do it.
1: All right. Comic book movies. They're here for the long haul. They are
2: here. Get, uh, you know, we're here. We're, you know, kind of queer. Get used to it. We wear our underwear on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) But in this day and age that's quaint. Yeah. That's not even deviant anymore.